Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Maybe like the Bruce Cruise Podcast? Then I have to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And the best part, it's free. That's right, free. Anchor sports a plethora of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast for you. So your voice and experience can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. One of the coolest parts, you have the option to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started on your podcast today. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right, pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, Bruiser Nation Productions kincustom.com and remember Bruiser Nation, stay good because I'm always good. The Turnbuckle presented by Bruiser Nation Productions right here on Heel Turn Wrestle on Facebook. Uh, the most wild, crazy, extraordinaire wrestling uh, cadre of people I've ever seen on Facebook. I am Logan, Loganity Morris, or whatever's left of him, and alongside me is the man that is quiet, humble, ready to rumble. He puts the produce in producer. Also, you do that in the grocery store, to my understanding, if I'm not mistaken. This man has never seen a quarter pounder he doesn't like. I, of course, am talking about Lawrence, future hubby, Travis Snarlin-Aber. Did you say cadre? Cadre. T-shirt. Cadre. Gotta be a t-shirt. The, the buckle cadre. <laughs> the bu- cadre. Macabro. Uh, in case you're wondering where McCarthy is before I let Napper talk, he'll be here in the 6 o'clock hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's out doing his thing. As if we really need him. Oh. Yeah, the room. Eh, I guess so. Keeps us from completely going off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> Till we get to that uh, little tidbit after SmackDown. Doing great. I'll be even more great when we get to that segment because then it'll be even more fun to sit back and watch everything. Well, that's why I put it down here. It's going to be a little while before we get to it, and that way he, he can be prepared and ready. And yep, yeah, looking good. So, just to let everybody know, we're going to talk some Crown Jewel today. Talk some SmackDown, talk some Raw. We got some other things that we're going to talk about and yell about with one another, which is going to be so much fun to have happen. And then, of course, we have to talk about Halloween Havoc, which is coming up. So that's, I'm looking forward to that. Halloween Havoc, yes, tonight. Chucky, going to be in the house. Chucky, the Chuckster, going to be in the house tonight. I mean, they've had Muppets in the house, so, I mean, it can't get worse, can it? (laughs) Can it? Can well, every it? Time I, every time, look, I don't want to put WWE down too bad because <laughs> Raw was good last night. Yeah, it was. Uh, but every time I've ever thought, boy, it can't get worse. Oh, yes, it can. <laughs> 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 oh, yes, it can. So. We have a Hell in a Cell match and, and a disqualification. Don't remind me. 
Look, I love those Saudi shows, but that was an absolute cluster. But, yep. uh, but to be fair, so is 2021. Uh, Amen to that. I don't know what's more of a cluster, 21 or 20. But yeah, That's going to be a big poll in 2022 if we're not out of this by then. Well, Maybe 2022 can be in the running. Who knows? Well, let's 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 only hope. No, uh, let's very much hope. Okay, so let's talk about. There's some big time tea, as as my better half would say. She likes tea. You know, that's a, that's what the young kids call drama gossip. Ooh. So, have you seen this uh, big time tea? I have. Yes. I have, I have, I have. Uh, Charlotte Flair, we saw Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch do a title exchange last Friday on Fox. Right. We were very against that for obvious reasons, because it's just stupid. It's stupid. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why we didn't like that. But then, ladies and gentlemen, it turned out to be that they, that, that the, People in the segment really didn't like it either. You don't see. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Let's break it all down. Uh, reportedly, uh, and I, I didn't, you know, I didn't mark out a bunch of, you know, I didn't mark out a bunch of direct quotes from all the reports. So I am paraphrasing. So if I get a few things a little inaccurate, I do apologize. Uh, because I just didn't want to take the time to fill up my rundown with a bunch of quotes. So, but from what I understand, the title exchange went rogue. Uh, Charlotte Flair uh, was not happy about doing the title exchange, number one, which, hey, hey. welcome to the club. Uh, Charlotte Flair reportedly was okay with dropping the title to Bianca Belair on that that roll on Monday, that last Monday. uh, which Which would have been much better of an idea. Shocker. So she, but but she she was she reportedly pushed for it, and then said no. Don't know why. Because uh, she's Charlotte Flair, and he doesn't want that to happen. And because she's a rookie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've only been on the brand for about a year now. At this point, and your last name's only Flair. Uh, no, Belair. Uh, gotcha. Oh, who cares? But exactly. But, That's my point. Uh, Plus, Bianca's over. Yeah. Bianca's over. Right? Yeah. You didn't quite get it until you went, but, but she's over. Look, here's the deal. I sound like the president. You, you ever notice that? He says, here's the deal a lot. Here's the deal. Yeah, he goes, here's the deal. I feel like every president's got that one catchphrase. Yeah. Some people say, believe me. Some people say, yes, we can. Uh, let me be people, clear. Some people say, let me be clear. Uh, some people say, what did they tell me to say here? <laughs> we love you, W. Uh, uh, All right. Yeah, he said, "Now watch this drive." All right. So remember that when W was like, he was like giving that update on terrorist situations yeah. at the golf course, uh-huh. and he was like, "Now watch this drive." Now watch <laughs> this drive. All right. Now that's been the political hour with Jim Turnbuckle. Oh, McCarthy missed it. Well, because we did the right thing there. We 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 made fun of no one and everyone at the same time. Nobody True. can say we're partisan. <laughs> Nobody consider partisan. We we have bipartisanship to the term by. We are equal opportunists. Make fun of us. Yeah, absolutely. Make fun of us. Yes. Yes. Believe me. English. All right. So, but back to the Charlotte. Oh yeah, that thing. Charlotte wrote, uh, and I guess didn't. You know, 
know, kind of made Becky look bad or what have you with dropping the belt because the belt was all over the place all of a sudden. Well, if you don't throw it around every other week anyway. Um, what do you make of this situation? I mean, reportedly, Charlotte had to be escorted out by security, not because, like, that she was behaving that poorly, but more like everybody wanted to kick her ass, uh, including Sonya Deville, who could kick her ass, as you know, she has an MMA background. Yeah. Um, what do you make of all this? And I'm, I'm going to ask the question that... Uh, that needs to be asked here with all this going on is Charlotte Flair's days in WWE numbered because the reports are that she still has numerous years left on her contract. Of course, Andrade is in AEW, and um, I call him Mushmouth because uh, he just. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. Once again, Bruiser Nation Productions com and remember Bruiser Nation, stay good because I'm always good. I don't like it. I'm not liking it. I'm not, but that's for a little bit. We'll talk about it. Okay. But Andrade and AEW, um, Ric Flair kind of on the outs with the world right now, uh, but still Ric Flair. Reportedly, people close to her, I would assume that would be Andrade and Nate would like her to leave WWE. That's, again, that's a rumor. What do you make of all this? Uh, she's got numerous years left on the contract. Reportedly, she has isolated herself from the locker room, and nobody wants to work with her. That's the report. Have you seen that? Uh, what do you make of all this? Are we getting close to the end of Charlotte Flair in WWE? Why or why not? What I make of it is quite simple. That's what I make of it. Bunch of whining babies. Bunch of whining babies. And one of them happens to be probably Charlotte Flair. No, in seriousness, um, I'll answer the one of your questions first. Do I think her days are numbers? Let's start off there. No. No. Um, because I cannot foresee Vince allowing that to happen. There's a lot of things Vince will do and that even shocks me. Getting rid of Bray Wyatt was one of them. I would guarantee you Vince would drop dead 10 days after this happened if Charlotte Flair ever left the company because I can't see it happening. Uh, he would have to be on his deathbed. So, I, I don't think that's going to happen. That being said, the biggest thing that I make of this is I think everyone's getting frustrated with the way things are being done with the women's division. And it's probably pretty accurate. I mean, look what they did with the Queen's Crown Tournament for the longest time. Every match had only three minutes, if even that. Um, And then they mishandle what should be a very easy process with two championships, which, again, why are we doing a swap? Why? You could have easily given the belt. Like you said, you could have easily given the belt to Bianca. You could have given the SmackDown belt 
to Sasha. Bada bing, bada boom, problem solved. Even if the very next night you gave the belt to someone else, at least then it was like, okay, well, they had a match for it. He won the belt. I'm not that happy about it, but hey, he won the belt. Mm -hmm. Live and let live. Like, if Seth wins the belt next week, am I happy about it? Probably not. Do I care that much that uh, I'm, you know, furious because he won the belt? No. Why? Because they had a freaking match over it. Um, I believe the isolation story, though. I really do. And I do think part of that has to do with Rick. Nature boy. I do think that she's probably isolated herself because I can imagine there's some tension there. Um, well, why do you think it has to do with Rick? The Dark Side of the Ring stuff? Yeah. Or uh, just... Dark Side of the Ring. I, I so which maybe is fair, maybe is unfair because I'm sure I would be very hard pressed to believe that nobody in that locker room understands who Ric Flair is and what Ric Flair is all about at this point, even if they're you know just coworkers of Charlotte Flair. But even then, stuff like that can breed uncomfortability, and I think that at that point, maybe she's isolating herself. Either because it's becoming uncomfortable to work with her, or she's doing it just in case. Well, see, here's the thing. Uh, look, you know, nature's nature. He's responsible for his own behavior. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte's not. And also, um, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later on, but you'll notice that the first thing on the Dynamite Rundown is Brian Danielson versus Dustin Rhodes. Uh-huh. And again, in the original, and I'm going to get into this with McCarthy big time. In the original lawsuit file, that plane ride from hell, he was accused of just as horrible of things. Yeah. And he's working on TV. Uh, and also, I, I think that, I, I went to an interview show this weekend. Uh, the, like, I saw. Not, we're not here to promote that. And I said, well, I don't have any NWA merch, believe it or not. I don't. I changed that this week, but but <laughs> and so I said the closest thing I have to NWA related things is Ric Flair gear. So I dusted it off, as you saw. And I'm sure someone thought, well, that's death horrible. I got nothing but compliments. And, and my my point being is I could not move without someone going, you know, wooing at me or you know, being like he's the goat. Did it? I got to tell you, I think based on based on that that week and where I'm sure there was more than just Kentucky and Tennessean folks there. I think some of the cancellation of Flair was overblown. I think most of us can go. Whatever happened there, long time ago, he denies it. She says it happened. I think we'll all have that in mind forever, but we all don't know the truth. And I'm not saying she's lying. I'm saying we don't know. Uh, and I, Because especially given what Rob Van Dam and how that ended up with the editing and all that. Because uh, so I, I was worried when I put that stuff on. I was like, am I going to get kind of thought that I'm okay with that behavior? If it, you know, I was worried about that. Mm-hmm. And I got nothing. But praise nothing, but not one negative look. At least that I saw. Uh, it was my point is is not to be like let's talk about that show. My point is this: 
I got a feeling that most people were like, eh, if Rick did it, that sucks, and that's wrong, that's horrid, and he should pay for that. But but I think most people are able to go, we weren't there. I think sometimes the media can get us in a bubble. I do have a comment I wanted to get to. Uh, Eli Myers says, happy NXT Halloween Havoc night. Happy NXT Halloween Havoc, Eli. He says, Chucky caused Braun Breaker the NXT title. That's his, <laughs> his call. Uh, I hope not. Should Braun Breaker win the championship? Yes. Yep. Yep. We'll make our... Okay. Even if it's not now, uh, he it's should be... tonight. Yeah. Tonight. I, I believe so. All right. Look, look, people, when it comes to Charlotte Flair, her days are not numbered. They're not. They, they're not. Want to know why? Because Charlotte freaking Flair. Uh, exactly. It, it's And she is the greatest athlete in WWE women's division history. She might be the greatest natural athlete not named Brock Lesnar in WWE history. Very possible. She's in, she's, she's in the same ballpark athletically with Brock Lesnar, with Kurt Angle. With Gable Stevenson, I'm sure, when he when he uh, makes his day, she's that talented. Now, I don't know who was right and who was wrong in this situation. Both these women need to get the hell over it. Uh, you know, if Charlotte was being that difficult, she should stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. But, no, uh, Charlotte, <laughs> I'm not going to say that Charlotte's never going to AEW. You know, maybe she, maybe when her contract runs out, she's like, I'm out. All right, bye. You know, she doesn't have to sign a new deal. No. But as long as she is under contract, I don't think she's getting cut. She would have to become a toxic cancer to even have a possibility of that happening. And there was a man who we all adore named Shawn Michaels who was that for a long time and then just put up with. Yeah. So, so I said, if he lets her go and lets her walk out the door... Keep an eye on your news because he dead in about ten days. Uh, well, he's he's built a hologram. Uh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Of course. But, Another exploding limo. But and no disrespect to Sonya Deville, but she shouldn't even be in this conversation. Yeah, that is a little uh, bit surprising. Like, like, Sonya, like <laughs> Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, two of the greatest women draws in WWE history. Uh, Sonya Deville is and I'm not making light of this all she's known for is getting stalked that's it name one damn thing she's done besides have a great suit game it is pretty magical that's it and I, like I said, I know hopefully that changes soon but I, I, know someone, I know someone's going you're going to make light of her getting stalked no I'm not. I'm and not we didn't. Fun. We I'm, didn't. I, I'm saying that that's all she's been known for in her WWE tenure. That's the biggest thing. And a feud with Mandy Rose that was, eh. I'd rather see him kiss. Sonya <laughs> uh, probably would have too. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but nonetheless, in all seriousness, like, no, Sonya Deville, stay out of it and do your job. Well, and... Yeah. That's that. See, that's the hard part because what is her job at this point? Is it really a, a backstage presence? Like, has she become a 
a booker or you know producer or I, so on and so forth. I think Sonny Deville at this point should be a part of the next round of cuts. You don't need two people doing Adam Pierce's job. I don't think she should be cut, but if they're not going to use her on the roster, then I'm not wishing her to lose her job. What I'm saying is, if we're in the if we're in cost cutting mode, what is she doing? I would rather see her wrestle for sure, but I'm not wishing her to lose her job. But if she if we're in cost cutting mode, what is she doing? That's fair. I mean, if she gets away, maybe she will wrestle. That's all, that's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not saying. Well, damn it, she ought to be fired. No, she shouldn't. But how I'm da- saying. How dare you? Uh, I'm saying Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt got cut, and she didn't. Yeah, I guess so. And if people don't think that's a good point, I'm. I'm. I'm just. Uh... Jay Lucas says it's Halloween. Yeah, almost. Sunday. Almost Sunday. I'll have my spooky season on. <laughs> okay. Uh, he says, can we get a better pay-per-view to come to Columbus? Like, I would love a better pay-per-view to come to Columbus. I thought we had a pretty good one that was supposed to come to Columbus, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was not so extreme. It rules. was not so extreme rules. They just flubbed on the title a little bit. I would like to see get a big, you know, maybe not a big four. I can, I can understand that probably is never going to happen. But, like, didn't we have TLC at one point? I think so. I would love to have TLC back. Uh, TLC's off the schedule this year. I noticed. Uh, Speaking uh, of, <laughs> do you want to just jump into it? Yes, yeah, sir. Let's talk about it. Any final thoughts on Turtle Flow before we... I'll be curious to see what happens in the coming weeks if yeah, that no. continues to be a problem with Charlotte Flair on SmackDown. But as far as it being an issue now, nah. If she continues to be a problem when the locker room with the women that are on that roster and Sonya Deville in general, okay, then I have then we have a problem that we have to discuss. But if this was just a one-off thing that they just got upset because of the way that things were handled, listen, that happens. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, that's a big old. It happens. Like I wouldn't be. I would probably be upset with it too because that was stupid. But but, ladies and gentlemen, if you watch this show regularly, or if you don't. If you don't, you should start. You should, right here. Uh, give, give us a like, give us a share. We appreciate you. Anywho, but what I was saying is, is if you don't watch the show regularly, or if you do, Jason McCarthy and I tend to be diametrically opposed on AEW. And we tend to be diametrically opposed on morality issues. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. I'm going to ask Mr. McCarthy. Oh, God. Later on in this show. Yeah. Why Dustin Rhodes is on TV. Oh, God. We're going to talk about it. Oh, boy. And I want to make something clear. Let me be frank. I don't have any issue with Dustin Rhodes being on TV. I don't. But. Because it was a long time ago, and I don't know the facts of the situation. And if I'm that offended, I can turn my channel. Mm Mm-hmm. But Ric Flair can't be used for a year. That's, That's what Mr. McCarthy said. Remember that? So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Uh, all right, let's talk about the new pay-per-view schedule. Okay. For the first time ever, at least that I can recall, WWE released most of their pay-per-view schedule like a year in advance. Stunning. Usually it's usually we're guessing. Yeah. The only thing we don't know is like February and October. And I'm betting those are Saudi shows. 
Probably. That's what everybody's saying. Yep. So I'll see you in February, Goldberg. <laughs> and Taker. I, I have a I have a complaint about the Undertaker. I'm sure you do. I have a I'm sure you do. Should we talk about that right now? <laughs> no, we'll save it. Okay. When when should we talk about that? I mean, you pick. We I can start it off. We can start Crown Jewel off with that. Okay. All right. I got a complaint about the Undertaker. Okay. I'm going. I'm going to criticize him. Just wait. Uh, most of the 2022 WWE schedule was released. WrestleMania will once again be a two night event. Thoughts, Mister Napper? Because I don't like the two night WrestleMania. I do. Let me. Because let me tell you why. Yeah. The Super Bowl is one night. Super Bowl has the Super Bowl is NFL's day. All if you flip on if you wake up and on Super Bowl morning in February. You know, you can flip on and find NFL coverage all day long. Of uh, look at him watch the, look at him. Tom Brady's picking his nose. That's what right all day long. It's looky there. They have a whole week and then a day. That's what WrestleMania has been and continue should be because I like the idea of one banger of a night. I do, uh, because consider this. Consider this. Frankly, people have other things to do where you can kind of, haven't you kind of tied your day up with one event before, a big pay-per-view, whatever have you. But then that next day, you know, well, I'm free. You can go out to dinner. You can watch something else. You can, whatever you want to do. But you, but that one day is going to WrestleMania. That one day is going to the Super Bowl. That one day is going to that Tyson Fury fight. Where now we, we got to tie up two nights. You got to tie up and two. really three. It's a it's a lot. It, really three because whatever takeover is taking place mm-hmm. that week is probably going to be end, either ending up on Sunday or Saturday or Friday. And then, so really, it's a three day week. And then, and then, if you want to be honest about it, you'll have the SmackDown bleeds into it. Yep. And then you'll have the Hall of Fame ceremony at some point. Yeah, that's the only downside for me is... Then you couple that with the Raw Edge of WrestleMania. It never stops. And then, oh, and it's only on Tuesdays. That was the only downside. Like, I I enjoyed it for the simple fact that, oh, my God, we had so much wrestling to talk about. It was incredible. Um, The downside is we couldn't fit it into one show, it felt like. I was going to say, we needed part one and part two. We needed almost a two-day, two-night. Uh, show. Yeah, I can understand. On one hand, I like it. On the other hand, I don't. I don't like it for the same reasons that you brought up. I, it's too much. It's way too much. The reason I like it is because it gives everybody else an opportunity to be on the show, and it gives most of the roster an opportunity to show what they can do. I do like that aspect of it. That being said... I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be against if they took wrestlers that they were planning on maybe using on that night one put them on takeover just have a couple matches on takeover on Saturday and have it be that have takeover be the lead up be night one and then night two is WrestleMania I think you can do it that way and put NX and put takeover in a freaking arena like they used to do for pay-per-views because now it's just been every single pay-per-view is air takeover is in that you know performance center. Mm-hmm. 
Put them back in the arenas. If you're going to do takeovers, put them back in the arenas. Let's put some guys that aren't usually on NXT on the show for one night only. And let's go from there. That way you're not having potential of the ceremony, Hall of Fame ceremony running into it, SmackDown running into it. I think that's the way to curb that. But instead you're going, you're getting two more nights, which is three or four hours a night. Uh, and, and it just, there was something always special about, to me, this is the biggest day of the year. That one day. And I didn't even mind the, the, the six, seven, eight hour show. Like, yes, the, especially the first time I can remember thinking, my God, this is too long, was WrestleMania 33. Yeah. Because Taker's gong didn't hit till like midnight. if Because it went on last, if you remember. That was the one time I thought this is getting way too because like the pre-show started at like four, you remember? Yep. And maybe maybe that's why they decided to do this because they realized they were going along. Well, I, like, because in my in my world, I go seven until about eleven thirty. If you if you if you need that long, that's what I because again. As a viewer, we've all had our Super Bowl party, our WrestleMania thing, or even if we're not having a party, we all we all load up, we all get food that day, we all you know we all head out and maybe buy some wings or something. It's tough to have that magic two days in a row. It's tough to feel as special to me two days in a row. Uh, frankly, uh, this WrestleMania that we just got off of lacked. Pomp and circumstance like I haven't seen in a decade. There was no added attraction. I mean, the only thing remotely close was Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And that didn't go well for him. I think they underestimated how many people travel. to, Because <laughs> you book Hogan on a Raw in Florida, he's getting cheered. Right. But a mania uh, where everyone's coming from different places, getting ugly. Uh, <laughs> so it depends. You got to be strategic on how you bug the old hogs. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't like that. But let's talk about something else. I want to discuss. Okay. What's going on with Survivor Series? Whatever so, do you mean? Suddenly, to me, you know, this has been one of the most iconic pay per views in WWE history. It's always been the Big Four: WrestleMania, SummerSlam. The Rumble Survivor Series. Obviously, that's out of order. I'm, I'm not, I'm not that crazy yet. Suddenly, the last few years, to me, we talked about this in our in our wrestling chat uh, a few weeks ago. And I was going to have this chat next week as we get a little closer to Survivor Series. But then the pay per view schedule came out, and I thought, well, it's appropriate to kind of have it now. Is Survivor Series still a big deal to you? Is it still? classify as one of the big pay-per-views of the year. I still see it as a big as a big deal, but is it a big deal? No. Not really. And unfortunately, they've kind of muddied that. And it's only because they've really hammered home for the last couple of shows the brand supremacy. At first, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. When, especially when they brought in NXT. Mm-hmm. Then it worked. 
But now this constant game throughout the show of, oh, who's going to be the brand supremacy winner? Who's going to get bragging rights? If you're going to have this concept, why are we not just bringing back bragging rights? Because what in the what is the purpose of having this kind of format? There's no incentive. See, I'm okay with a brand supremacy match. Yeah. They, they build an entire pay-per-view on it. Yeah. I would do the traditional I'm old school. I would I'd go back to nothing but five on five matches. But I understand that's not, not everybody wants to see that. So what I would do is I would do what they used to do before they got obsessed with brand supremacy these last four to five years, mm-hmm. uh, which is they would do one or maybe two if you count the women. What one team raw versus team SmackDown, five five on five mm-hmm. traditional old school, and I'm okay with that for the old school nostalgic part of it. And but the problem with this brand supremacy, especially these last few years. And here's the biggest logical fallacy: is they it always comes like three weeks after the draft. Yeah, that's been the biggest issue for the last how is this year and two years. How is anybody loyal to any brand when it's always been? And they're not even promoting it right now. It's in a month. Did you see any promotion for it on Monday? No. Because Did you see any promotion for it on Friday? No, then what the hell are we doing? They're still because what they're doing. And, and Becky Lynch alluded to it, unless that was an off-the-cuff line, which maybe it was. It probably was. But Becky Lynch said, I'll see one of you at Survivor Series. Which, I, assuming that was a in-the-script line, because everybody acted like Becky behaved way better than Charlotte and kept to the script, right? Yeah. Then that means they're putting on another brand supremacy deal where Becky faces, I assume it's going to be Charlotte, but we'll see. I would assume so. Uh it, that because you said last night when we were watching Raw, you said, "Well, why is an Edge out here to, right. to to do this whole thing? You know, to get the shot for the belt." Spoiler: Seth got it. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. But <laughs> I think that's because they're not going to do this match of Survivor Series, and they want to save that <sighs> for big moments. Maybe at Survivor Series, maybe at the Rumble. My point being is, Edge ain't. Edge's like Lesnar. He ain't working on a lot of TVs as far as wrestling goes. Yeah. And so I think I think they're doing this match in the next week or two. I don't think it happens in Survivor Series. I think it happens next week. I, I don't know if they announced it or not. I was I was do I, I watched Raw, but I was doing some other things while I was doing it. I don't believe they announced it. I just think they announced the Becky versus Bianca, yes. Bianca match. I don't think they announced this one though. So I personally I personally think that they're not doing this as five years, which is why they didn't have Edge jump in line because you're going to Why Seth? He lost the match. At least give it to somebody who either won or well, has. Yeah. I was rooting for Kevin Owens. I was rooting for Finn. You know, I, I, was, I, I thought. And partially right. <laughs> I, I thought any of the three besides Seth. Yeah, so do I. Not, no offense to Seth, but he's the one that's misused the least. Yeah. Like, Seth Rollins has had a good career thus far in WWE. He's had a, like, five-star match the last five pay-per-views. And so like, I, he's had a big mo- – he's faced Edge how many times now? Like, you can't get more high-profile. You can barely get up more high-profile than yeah, that. It, I mean, it would take a – you know, 
it would take an Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, certain, Rock to get any Cena to get any further than that. A certain dead man, if you will. Uh, so I just, but is Survivor Series? Is it still anywhere near what it was? Because it feels like Money in the Bank's now the big four. You know, they're all in stadiums. I actually believe that. They're all in stadiums and all those things. So, my my question to you is, does it still matter? I think it still matters. The problem is they've got to make it feel like it matters. And right now, they're doing a terrible job of that. Well, how, how, do, you, how do you fix that? Cut the brand supremacy bullcrap. Uh, so is money in the bank a bigger deal to you? Yes. What's your What's your big four right now? Uh, well, Mania, obviously. Mm-hmm. I do think Money in the Bank is a big four. SummerSlam, and then. Mm, uh, that's a good question. Because I don't know what I would place. Because right now it's what it's Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Rumble. That's the one I was forgetting. Rumble. It, it, that's always been the big four. But to me, I feel like you, right now you got to switch out Survivor Series and Money in the Bank. Yeah, I think that's fair. Money in the Bank's going to be in a stadium. Uh, they're going to be in Vegas uh, at the brand new. Uh, well, and the other thing stadium. to keep in mind is look at the dates. They're putting Survivor Series on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. They're doing more and more Saturday pay-per-views because they, they, said, they think it helps attendance. Because people I agree. want to go out. Oh, uh, I definitely Saturday agree with night, that. You know, party on but it is kind of interesting that survivor series is one of those pay-per-views i agree with you uh but it is what it is what do you think we want to know do you still consider survivor series as we approach survivor series season uh, uh one of the big four in recent years it certainly lacked a luster to me i think the last big time moment i remember going wow that's that's amazing was sting debuting uh, at WWE a few years ago. I think it was 2016, 17. And that's the other thing that's really kind of been the issue with Survivor Series is there's, no, but there's been no real... I can't remember the last real surprise mm-hmm. of Survivor Series. Like, that That was re, that was relegated for big moments. I couldn't tell you the last big moment that happened in a Survivor Series. The only one that I can think of is... The NXT invasion. Well, because it used to And, be, like, Keith Lee staring down Roman. It used to be back when Vince had a long-term plan. Because it used to always be he had a very long-term plan that would be if, at least six months in advance, really, as yeah. far as the big stuff goes. It used to be that Survivor Series, we didn't do it this way, but if you look at all the old stuff, and you know I watched all the time, it, it always was starting to lay the groundwork for Mania. Right. It was always starting to hint at this is what you're getting. Uh, it laid the pavement for the road to WrestleMania, yeah, and, then and then Rumble kicked it off. Rumble drove on it. Yeah, I was, my man. My <laughs> man. He's dead sexy, ladies and gentlemen. He's dead sexy. Don't claim his DMs. Lauren will be pissed. Um, Very. So, but but that's all right. She'll slide in your DMs. That's fine. Hey. Lauren, if you're watching, slide in my man DM right now. Go ahead. <laughs> Text him something dirty. Uh, anywho. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... If I get a text now. You're in trouble. 
Why would I be in trouble? I don't know. I'm trying to help you, don't you? <laughs> we'll talk. Okay. Uh, I just don't. I don't view Survivor Series in the same way I used to. I don't either. Uh, I, so, I still think it's still a Thanksgiving tradition. I still look forward. Right. It. I, I think that's why it still is considered a big four because I mean it it ha- it's such tradition that it's hard to say that it's not a big four. But is it a case of uh, what do you consider to be the A show, Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown. See, yeah, I know it is, but in my head, Monday Night Raw is still bigger because it's tradition. It, it's because that's the way it's been. Yeah. And that's the way it's going to be in my world. And it's the, it's the longer running show. It's the longest running weekly episode of television show in history, actually. Okay, Mr. Prompt Reader. Uh, the second longest running weekly episode of television show in history is, is SmackDown. I thought it was The Simpsons. Nope. SmackDown has passed them as far as overall episodes. Yes. Uh, the third is The, the Simpsons. Uh, I think fourth is like Gunsmoke or something, that old western. It, it was, Either uh, Gunsmoke or Mash. Uh, I think Gunsmoke and then Mash. Is it? And then I think six is like two and a half men because it was on forever pre and post Charlie Sheen. Uh, what about Seinfeld? That's got to be right there. It's got to be right there. Anywho, uh, that's been <laughs> <laughs> that's been weekly televised television. With... I think what's making a run. Uh, what? Like, and they're not popular anymore, but they're still on Pawn Stars. Like yeah, Pawn Stars has been on a long time. Long time. They're like they're not popular anymore, but yeah. they're, they're still a nice staple for his. Oh wait, Law and Order's got to be up there yeah, somewhere. Law and Order's big too. They're not. They're, not, they're another one not nearly as popular as they used to be. But, but they're it's, still it's on. Staple, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So Law and Order, Pawn Stars. They were on long enough. I don't remember his name, but the one guy to lose his hair. Yeah. yeah that that shows you how long on TV they are. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. All right. You want to yell now? You want to? Go ahead. About what? Let me yell about. Well, you said you had something to get off your chest about your good guy. Oh. It's time for Crown Jewel, unless you've got something else to talk about with the pay-per-view. All right. So we'll talk about Survivor Series more as obviously we get going. Uh, And we'll ask McCarthy. We will ask McCarthy. He should be here soon. Before we take our first break, did you see that Renee... Peckhead, is that her actual last name? Yes. Renee Young is what I still call because I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Uh, I mean, eventually it? it'll be probably Moxley. Uh, so, Renee Moxalot. Renee Renee Peckhead. She criticized the Undertaker for she doing did. his appearance. Because he appeared in Saudi Arabia the day before Crown Jewel because he, he introduced, and I'm not joking, people, Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305, track house owner, track house racing owner, uh, yeah. Pitbull. Uh, just for you red flagites there. Red flagites. Red flagites. That's a little too close to a slur. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Flagstaff. Um, Flagstaff, that works. So, she criticized because she said pretty much, why can't an over-the-top big fish do that? And I don't want to see the Undertaker in full Undertaker garb and and. Doing all that because he did wear all he wore the whole night. I saw the video. Yeah. I hate to say it, she's right. Yeah, she's right. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm disappointed in the Undertaker, and I, and I and I've stood by the Undertaker for a lot of things, and I will continue, of course. 
But I have stood by him through controversial political statements and donations. Uh, controversial t-shirts that for some reason pr- the production company didn't have the balls to ask him to ask to change. Uh, that's, that was always baffling me watching the last ride. I was like, why didn't they ask him to change his shirt no matter how you feel? <laughs> but they're like, well, we're not telling Mark to change his shirt. No. Whatever he wants. Uh, I agree. Because it's beneath him. And I don't mean... Can can the Undertaker, as the Undertaker, be go introduce Pitbull? Sure, he can, but don't do the entire gimmick with it. And not even so much that on a WWE program. Well, I have an issue with he was so protective of this character. Yeah. I understand the times have changed, and I, I, I truly, I do get that. And honestly, he has too. And I, and I don't, and whether I like that or not, I know it's, it's true. But I'm, I'm, I'm mad at him about it because if that character is that iconic and you work so hard to protect it, then why are you now selling it out? If you want to appear, if Pitbull for some reason thinks Undertaker's the big deal. Then go appear as yourself slash the American badass, which is not that far off. But to wear the the black hat and the trench coat and the eyeliner and the, I mean the the full Undertaker garb, and do that. It's like he said recently the reason that he's not going to get back in the ring, which I don't buy, as you know. I believe he's telling him the truth, but I think there's going to come a time where he gets back in the ring. Is because he doesn't want to cheapen his legacy or the legacy of that character. I don't know about you, Napper, because you're another big fan of The Undertaker. Um, I have an unhealthy obsession. But I would rather see him cheapen it because he was out there trying too hard to be something he's not than to just sell out to Pitbull and, and, and not pretty much make a mockery of the whole character. Again, my issue is this. It's not that Mark Calloway can't go appear and even be called The Undertaker as he shows up. It's that to do the entrance and the hat and the guy liner and the coat. And he says the reason he's not going to wrestle again is because he doesn't want to make a mockery of the legacy or cheapen the character. I would rather you cheapen it by doing what you love to do and trying to help the product, then you have spent the better part of your retirement criticizing the product, selling out your character, and because no matter what, even if he goes in there and quote-unquote embarrasses himself, you know, in the ring, and I don't believe he was at that level. Like, yes, he was certainly lost a step. But the only match that he should be embarrassed by is what happened with Goldberg, and that was just a perfect cluster. Uh, Even, because I don't even think he should be embarrassed by what happened with Roman. Was it his best showing? Absolutely not. But there was only one horrible spot, really, in that match, and that was the tombstone reversal that failed. I think, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I think it would be more respectful of The Undertaker to get back to somehow helping the product in or out of the ring instead of I'm going to 
I'm going to, in a roundabout way, call the WWE product today soft. And I'm going to, you know, I miss when men were men and, and things of that nature. You know, the things you said on Rogan's podcast uh, about 10 months ago now. I mean, it's been a while. And then I'm going to go out because, and you heard him say this week because he did some media for the New Day movie, that he doesn't want to wrestle again because, not because he doesn't want to, I should say, but because he feels like he can't live up to that legacy anymore. And that's that's respectful, that's fine. But then you run right out and you go to Saudi Arabia to introduce Pitbull in your full Undertaker garb? The character that you're trying so hard to make sure that we don't make a mockery of, then what are you doing? Because he didn't just, we can say the Undertaker's here and he shows up in a ball cap and whatever. That's fine. He did the full-fledged entrance. He had the guy liner on. He did the voice the whole nine. That's making a mockery of it. I would rather him embarrass himself in the ring by trying to help the product than to fly to Saudi Arabia to just a pit bull? I'd rather see you embarrass yourself in the ring because at least you're helping. Because lately, in the last year, and you know I love this guy. I mean, I would die for him, and I don't even know him. Well, I know him, he doesn't know me. But in the last year, he's done nothing but criticize the product. Very gingerly, but still. He's done nothing but criticize the brand, the today's culture, which is, which I'm sorry for Dark Shadow the Ring producers, it's probably not going to make a good season someday down the line. And he's done nothing but, but slowly cheapen himself. I can deal with controversial political statements, controversial clothing, whatever. I don't care. Wanna know why? It's not because I agree or disagree. That's not anyone's business. It's because this is America, and you're entitled to your opinion. And I think we should get back to being allowed to have that, whether it's controversial or not. But what I cannot deal with, and what I'm truly embarrassed by for him, is you say you don't want to cheapen the character or hurt your legacy, <laughs> and that's why you're going to stay out of the ring? Right. I would rather you get in the ring and try. Yeah. I'd rather you get in the ring and... Because I thought... I just right, thought it was weird. Like, and, and, and then on top of that, if... If you were over there and it was a nice big thing for WWE anyway as an ambassador and you're going to be on the Saudi show anyway, I guess. Whatever. But then you're not even at Crown Jewel. And no, I wasn't delusional and thought he was going to wrestle. But honest to God, the whole Mansoor Mustafa Ali kind of called for, I was like, that at, at a certain point there, did you feel like he was going to show up? I felt like he was going to show up in the Seth and Edge match for a minute. Like it just—I just uh, for whatever reason I thought he was about to like show up in the middle of that ring and choke slam Seth and save Edge or something. But and then he—he he doesn't appear at Saudi to help the product. He calls it soft uh, again. That was months ago, but still. Yeah. Are, are you still work for the company on a Legends deal at the very least? Right. So, to me, he's doing a bigger disservice. By doing these things, then he is continuing to wrestle. Right. Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah. You know, I know you're a big taker guy. I agree with it. Uh, um, you know, would, would you rather him struggle and, and not literally, but kind of kill himself in the ring than to see this, I don't know, kind of, he, I don't know, he's 
He's not quite Bret Hart bad, but lately it's been a bitter, jaded, you know, or not, at least until he come off. He might not be bitter at all, but it's came off. Like, eh, I miss my day. Well, and, like, the biggest thing that it, for me was, like I said, it would be one thing, like, if you're at a Dodgers game or, you know, you're at the, you know, the World Series and you're introducing somebody as the Undertaker. Okay, that's one thing. Like doing it yeah, as I, a as a gig for somebody else, and, and I respect it because you had to be called the Undertaker even if he's in a ball cap and shorts because most people go Mark Calloway who. Yeah, and like if if Ric Flair goes to the World Series and you know throws up the first pitch, I, I guarantee he's wearing the robes and everything like that. Same thing with Undertaker. If you're going to gigs like that and per, like giving your services as the Undertaker for gigs like that, that's one thing. But when you're on a WWE product Inter- introducing Pitbull. I almost would have preferred you be legend up where you know you're not in full gear and like you said, you know, you're in the whole garb, whole nine, and you're introducing Pitbull. Yeah, like you did the intro. Like, <laughs> no disrespect to Pitbull, but it's Pitbull. Right. Why? I don't, why? Why does Pitbull get the Undertaker treatment? I don't understand that. I don't. I, I don't get it. And like I said, I, I think it's beneath him. I do too. Because he worked so hard to preserve that. And no, none of us ever thought he was dead. I don't really think he's dead at all. I never have. He might be now. But but it, but it, he really might be. It, he. We all respected the fact that he busted his ass to keep caving. Yeah. And now he's going on the completely other side of the spectrum. And it's one thing to not keep kayfabe anymore and appears entertainer on the Joe Rogan podcast. I, I get it. That's who you are. But then to to cheapen and be in full character for Pitbull, and that's the problem. Like yeah. you, you decided to not be in character for so many of these other things. Why were you in character here? Yeah, like I just, and then like I said, even I if thought, you just did the voice and had a ball cap on, I, cool. Yeah, I thought, I thought, well, maybe at least he'll show up, and because I thought, well, he's going to crown jewel then certainly. So and I again, thought, it doesn't make sense because it's Pitbull. If this was Johnny Cash or I don't know somebody else, somebody that fit the brand of the Undertaker. Well, frankly, the only person out there right now, like, there's two people out there that would that would fit. It because of, we know he actually likes them. Metallica and Kid Rock. Those are the only two people I can right. like. It makes sense. It makes sense. Because he likes them and he has used them. So apparently the Undertaker likes to party. Who knew? Like, <laughs> Mr. 305. Mr. 305. I, I just, I'm disappointed in that. And if he's going to stay out of the ring, he's I, earning that. I'm not so much disappointed. I'm just confused. No, I'm disappointed. I get it. I'm I'm atrociously disappointed because I can deal with controversial political opinions. I can deal with controversial shirts, whatever. He's entitled to his view. Everybody is. We need to get back to realizing that. Yeah, I truly believe that. Whether oh, it's I agree. controversial or not, I I, I believe that. Right. I along, mean, we have McCarthy on this show, and we can't stand his views. I know. Uh, just yeah, he's he, he's just absolutely hard left. <laughs> just, uh, uh, but we Saying just, it now before he yells at us later. But we respect him so much, and so uh, so my thing is, if you're not going to get back in the ring because you don't want to, and I quote, pretty much cheapen the character. Yeah. Then put down everything to do with the the at least the, with the character. character. 
Yeah. But just like you said, it would almost would have been better if he was an American badass. Yeah, because that's that's that makes sense because that was pretty much just the human side of Undertaker. Whatever, yeah. that's fine. But I I am I am just or even the character that showed up against AJ Styles, yeah. like that version of the Undertaker. I just am so like he went full back to yeah, he, last he, outlaw he, Undertaker. He, he did the entrance the whole nine. I, I, I just <laughs> McCarthy I, said that's egregious. I just. I just don't understand. <laughs> if you're not going to get back in the night, you don't want to cheapen the character. That's fine, which I think is garbage anyway because you can't cheapen it. Nope. But you can cheapen it by you're sitting back and you're criticizing the product and you're doing this and you're doing that. And what are you helping to promote the brand and the product now? How are you making and doing your best to help this be better? Because right now, this ain't it. Yep. And hopefully. You know, in my, my world, do I want to see him back in the ring? Sure I do, because I think he deserves to have one more match in front of people. That's that's my only real desire as far as besides being a mark for him. I just don't think it's I, I just don't think it's. You're I, a mark for Mark? Absolutely. I just don't think it's right that his last match was in front of nobody. I, yeah. I just don't. We'll so, see. So with that, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I believe Mr. McCarthy will be on, and it's going to get real interesting real fast. Uh, if we have to. But yes, that is absolutely correct. So we will be right back at the earliest convenience. Earliest convenience. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. Oh my God! There's another person. Oh my God! I would like to know. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the turnbuckle right here on Your Turn Wrestling, presented by Bruce Productions. And as you can see, our favorite socialist has shown up. Wow! <laughs> wow! Socialist. Our, this woo. is our favorite socialist has shown up. AOC's <laughs> biggest fan, Jason Maddelli McCarthy. <laughs> McCarthy, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm I'm doing a lot better now with Bowman. I'm doing great. <laughs> a lot of people are doing great. I think there might be. I hope I don't get crucified for this one, but I think there might be homeless people that are doing better than Alec Baldwin right now. Yeah, he was like that. Uh, he was like that old Bugs Bunny, you know, sitting at the bar. You know what I'm talking about? Where he's just kind of slumped. 
Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, I was. I must have been out of bed. Oh, but after they said cut. Anywho, anywho, uh, in all seriousness, horrible tragedy. Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the victims uh, and the family. That that really that really did suck, and I feel bad for Alec Baldwin, truthfully, because like, damn, he. What'd you do? What'd you do? Keep going. It's fine. All right. I think I hung up on McCarthy. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Bye-bye, McCarthy. All right. Crown oh, wait. No, there he is. Crown Jewel. I Crown I... Jewel. Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar. McCarthy, the tribal chief, the man I won't acknowledge. Uh, and I won't acknowledge him. Like, Joe Biden doesn't like to refer to the last president. Calls him the former guy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they all do that now. So, I, I don't want to acknowledge Roman Reigns. I'm not going to ever. So. You just said his name, though. Doesn't that count? That's his acknowledge name. him. Acknowledge him is like the best in the world, even though he's better than CM Punk is now. Um, Fair. Said it. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on this match? And um, when the hell is Roman Reigns going to get beat? Uh, WrestleMania, probably. And um, no, I thought this match was a banger, man. It told one hell of a story. They went at it, and I think they did it right as far as the Usos getting involved because it keeps the mystique of Brock Lesnar, which is very hard to lose in the first place. But it, even though Roman Reigns has been as dominant as he has been, it's almost the only way that Roman can beat him right now because it's Brock Lesnar. He's always jacked but i feel like he's in better the best shape of his life and he was firing on all cylinders against roman and roman was too they they told a great you know pro wrestling story i was i was impressed i wasn't surprised that those two would tell such a story but i was impressed with how well it turned out actually and to be honest as we go further into this i was impressed with the whole show i think that might have been the best crown jewel they've ever had which doesn't say a lot with some of the bad ones they had but that was by far the best crown jewel that they've had. And we all tied, by the way, in our predictions. Six to six to six. Uh, look, I, I do. I realize very much so that uh, that we all tied. Uh, there were some predictions that I got right and I got wrong, which is stunning to me. Uh, when have I ever been wrong? Mr. Napper. Hi. Did the right guy win this one? And uh, McCarthy... I'm just going to tease you here a little bit. Later on in this show, we're, we're probably going to argue. That's fair. <laughs> looking forward to this. Um, looking, looking forward to this. Did the right guy win? Absolutely, the right guy won. The right guy won? Who can beat Roman Reigns? Because guess Brock what? Lesnar! just lost to him. So? He's Brock Lesnar. He can get another opportunity. Because as always, Dwayne is apparently too busy. Too busy. To come on in for Survivor Series and Mania. Hello. Um, I'm Dwayne Johnson. It's too too hard. I can't do it. Are we getting Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns again at WrestleMania? Uh, I don't think WrestleMania. I think he's a little bit off on the date on that one. I predict Rumble. Or next Saudi show in February? That too. That could work. I really hope not, but yeah. I think it's going to happen at Rumble. Um, 
I don't think they're going to keep Brock off for that long. Obviously, they can't really use him in the... I I think they... Well, he was suspended Friday night. Let's talk about that a little bit for a second. Right. He was suspended Friday night after uh, after kicking ass. After kicking some ass. Uh, My Lord, is he the strongest guy? (laughs) I mean, he was stiff shotting everybody. Uh, Adam Pierce lost his seam in his pants. Uh, uh, He he was... He's he's lucky he didn't lose his pants. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he... he I think he took more than an F5. I think he took an F20. True. Suplex City became thigh meat city real quick. Anywho, uh, let's talk about that. He got suspended. Yeah. When, when, when is Brock Lesnar back on television after? I'll start with you, and then let's ask uh, McCarthy the same question. When do we see Brock Lesnar? When does the suspension KV-wise end? I bet it ends the week after Survivor Series. Because I think something's going to happen at Survivor Series that makes you question whether or not Brock is coming back. And then the week after Survivor Series, we get Brock back. I think it's just that simple. I think it goes a little longer. I think it's I can see it. I but. think it I think I think he's brought back after the day one pay per view on January first. Because I think he'll be back for the rumble. But I, I don't see him before then. Uh, the only problem is they can't wait too long. Uh, and I feel like at this point, they've already kind of teased us with the breakup. Well, they have to wait a while if they want if they want Roman to to approach uh, Brock's record as Universal Champion. True. How many how many days does he have left? Mm, a little less than a hundred. Yeah, because he was at like four. He was at four sixteen, four seventeen the day he beat Brock. Yeah. So we're another. Brock's at what? 500. It's like 503, maybe? So yeah, he's got to get about 90 to 80. So that's three months at least. So you're talking Rumble. Yeah. Probably. Mr. McCarthy, when will we see Brock Lesnar again? I mean, I think you're pretty close with prior to the Rumble just to get people excited for him being in the Rumble. But as far as an in-ring return, it's definitely the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. That way he can win the Royal Rumble again and wrestle Roman Reigns at WrestleMania because there's money to be made with Brock and Roman 3. Has Brock ever won the Rumble? I think that's the biggest match right now. Uh, Yeah, he won the Rumble. Didn't he win the title in the Rumble? No, he defended it. Well, that's true. But he probably did win one. He's been around he for 20 one. years. He might have. Producer Isn't that crazy to say? Brock Lesnar's been around for like 20 years. Well, I was just like, I'm thinking the thing that made me laugh about that whole match, was the last time, realistically, maybe aside from the Seth thing where he got cashed in on, when's the last time Brock Lesnar got screwed? <laughs> I don't remember a match in recent history where Brock Lesnar gets screwed over. Yeah, that was kind of interesting to watch. But I felt like it set the seed for Roman and Paul breaking up. Yeah, oh, it did yeah. for sure. And Paul coming on home for sure. Coming on home to his beast in his arms. Uh, Paul leaps up in the arms. Brock Lesnar won the 2003 Royal Rumble. That's what I, th- I thought, and I wasn't sure. All right. Yep. So we'll see what happens with Brock Lesnar. We'll talk a little bit more about him as the show goes on. Any final thoughts before we move on? All right, boys. Oh, boy. Goldberg defeated Bobby Lashley. Uh, He speared him. 
I was stunned when the spear and the jackhammer was hit, and he didn't go for the pin because I said, spear, jackhammer, I'm sure you said it too. Because you thought that the same thing I did. Boggy. And, and you pictured my smiling face, didn't you? I did. And then he stopped, and I was I, like, uh-oh. I said, like, this is different. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, Logie, Logie's not happy anymore. Like, no, where's the ball game? Where's the ball game? No ellipses. Ball game. We, we went out of order. We went spear, <laughs> jackhammer, spear, ball game. So. Actually, spear, jackhammer, kendo stick shots, yeah. then spear, then ball game. So he, he, he and Bobby Lashley. Again, I think... They beat the crap out of each other. I think they surpassed very low expectations. I really do. I thought Goldberg redeemed himself from a bad showing at SummerSlam. He sold that knee like hell, which isn't... I don't know how much is selling, to be honest with you, because he does have a legitimate knee injury. I think it happened before SummerSlam in a training process. Uh, he does need surgery on it. Uh, so, But I thought... He did a pretty good job by his standards, much better than SummerSlam. And I thought it did enough. They should never book this match. I, they should never book part two. We've established that. But they did enough to make Goldberg still look like a big deal and could still beat anybody. And then they did enough to protect Lashley after selling the spear off the ramp for a very short time. And then he gets up and, like, stumbles out. But, I mean, the fact that he was able to do so is incredible. McCarthy, I want your thoughts. What would you think of the big spear? What would you think of the match? Uh, lay it on me. Completely exceeded my expectations. And um, I know you expect me to be angry, but I'm not. This gave Goldberg the mystique that he needs back. It didn't hurt Lashley because faults count anywhere. No holds barred. They used a lot of weapons. They beat the hell out of each other. By far the best match they've had together. I think everything clicked. This is another reason why Crown Jewel was so good. This, you know, there there's probably one half, including Logan, you sir, that thought Goldberg was going to win, and then there was the other half, like me and Travis, that thought Lashley was going to win, and we were all kind of surprised because after a while, you weren't really sure. They were just beating the living hell out of each other. And these are the t- – I don't – you can't do no holds barred every time Goldberg's in the ring now because that will get old fast. But I think they need to focus more on this type of brawling for him. It, it makes – at his age, it makes his matches way more entertaining because it can hide everything – that I've complained about for years, plus you add his age into it, and it hides all of those things. It's This is one of those times where I'm going to say this match very well may have been better than Jericho and Goldberg at Bad Blood all those years ago. You know, I, I hold that match in high esteem. Well, Goldberg still got it. That's what was proven here. Uh, that's what was proven here. Damn it, McCarthy, you were wrong. Uh... Look, I, I did. I thought it surpassed low, low expectations, and I thought it did enough to keep Lashley looking strong. Again, do I think they should have put the match in first place? No, especially not without a belt, because, like, what's the point? Uh, and you can say, well, I got vengeance on Lashley. Uh, I was glad they didn't put Gage in there. I was yeah, because I that. saw reports, like, he was, at, he was there. It's like, oh, goody. Here comes Daddy's boy. 
look, I, I, uh, I want to know what your thoughts are, Napper, on this match, and then I want you to answer a question with me. Okay. What's next for Goldberg? Because obviously that wasn't his last match, I no. would assume. No. Uh, so what's next for him? Does he continue to uh, try to challenge for the WWE Championship, the one title that's eluded him? I'm not saying, and I want to clarify this, because I know your comment and everyone else's comment will be, well, retire, damn it. We know that's not happening. (laughs) Not right now. So it's not happening. I want your thoughts on what's going to happen with Goldberg, not what should happen, because I know I, I, I've got those thoughts quickly. <laughs> and same to you, McCarthy, because I'm going to come to you with that same question. I know you're, qu- I know what you want to happen. What do you think is going to happen? What's next for Goldberg, Napper, and what's next this match? I love this match. Um, same reason you guys did. I thought it did everything that I thought should happen. Um, maybe minus the last well, getting the win that I thought was going to happen, but. Like you guys have pointed out, it did enough. It did enough to give, like McCarthy said, the mystique back of that Goldberg. The ruthless aggression of Goldberg. I know, different era. Just kidding. Uh, But it also made Bobby Lashley look pretty strong. I mean, you take that kind of spear and get up a little bit afterwards, you're looking pretty good. Uh, I do worry that maybe the, it was a little bit of a no-sell because he did get up a little bit quick. But at the end of the day, you still got to make Bobby Lashley look strong. I thought they still did that in every moment of this match. And like you guys said, it, it met the low standard by the end of the week that we all had for this match because we just the more it went on, the less we thought about this match. So they still got us to... Think about it and let this with the lasting impression. Job well done. What's next for Goldberg? Uh, it almost has to be the WWE Championship if it's eluded him. Um, because, like, I'm trying to think. You've already put him with Drew. You've put him with... Uh, Bobby now. You put him with Brock. Like I'm trying to think of guys that match up to his stature and like his ability. There's not very many. The only other one that I can think and it it would maybe be a good match. The only one I can think of is Big E. That would be it. As far as guys that are that build that are in the company. When do we see him again? Goldberg. Uh Probably not till that February Saudi show. Probably. You could maybe see him at Mania. But I would probably bet money that it's probably going to be either. Would they, would they book him on the Rumble again for the second the second uh, consecutive year? He was, remember, he did the Rumble with McIntyre. If Brock's in it, no. I don't think so. Because I you don't want those two clashing for unnecessary reasons it's i know they put people in the in the rumble to you know pop it up and oh my god brock lesnar and because it's, it's, it's a simple way to start a feud with whomever right it you is go, you go big oh biggie eliminate me son of a but if if brock lesnar is your end goal and they go with what mccarthy said and have brock win it you don't want people i mean it would add to the Oh my God! He beat 
Goldberg to win the Rumble, but it would feel like it's unnecessary, especially if you're not going to have Big E in there. Because well, do, we, do we see him on the Rumble card? No. I think he's. I think his matches are done for the year. Well, of course, that would be next year. Oh, yeah, that is true. I know. They all, they all run together on you. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, I still don't think so. I think I'm. I think I'm right. I think it's going to be that first Saudi, Saudi show. Mister McCarthy, what's next for Goldberg, and when do we see him again? We can't hear you, buddy. McCarthy, we can't hear you. Can you hear us? Can he hear us? He might be on the Oops, phone. There it goes. Sorry, I had to mute. My headphones are being stupid. So I think the Royal Rumble is a good place for um, Goldberg. And I don't think in the Rumble itself. I think maybe a match with Big E or maybe even in Xavier Woods, even though Woods is on SmackDown. He needs to be with people that can go at this point because we've seen him with the big muscle guys. And the Big E, Big e is a big muscle guy. But Big E's a different animal. Sometimes when you see Goldberg in these feuds with guys that can go and can be kind of funny, it brings something different out of Goldberg as far as promos go. Some of his best promos are against guys that can kind of be funny. They can bring things out of him. And I think that's a good way to go with him. It gives Big E another notch on his belt. And then... It gives Goldberg a very good opponent to continue to look strong so that we keep that mystique that we've been talking about. Plus, it gives him a chance to go heel. Gives him a chance for his last run to maybe step out of that I'm the superhero kind of role and go into a more heelish kind of role, I th- which I think would I think be interesting. I, I, I agree. I think that. I think that he should shift from the full-fledged babyface to at least a, a tweener that leans heel like he was going to do with Roman. It was obvious because they didn't want the match, but it was obvious because that was back when Vince wouldn't turn Roman, remember? That's the only other one. I, I forgot about Roman. That and, would be the only other one that I can think of. And so I, I, I wanted to see where Goldberg was going to go because he was acting pretty heelish during that confrontation on SmackDown the night after he beat Bray Wyatt, if you recall. Uh, so it's... It, I would love to see not Goldberg get away completely from being, you know, enough to still warrant the Goldberg chance kind of, but I would love to see him tap into a different side before he hangs it up. I mean, he kind of did. He threatened to kill Bobby Lashley. Like you can't go back to, I'm a hero to the kids and stuff like you threatened to kill Bobby Lashley. (laughs) Granted it was for your son. But you threatened to rip out his soul. But he was right back to being a hero for the kids after after the match. Yeah. He did that group hug with the kids at the uh, the front row there. Uh, we'll Darn see, Goldberg. We'll see what happens. Goldberg, damn hero. Uh, all right. So Selena Vega overcame Dewdrop to become the first ever Queen's Crown Tournament winner. Did it go more than three minutes? I don't remember. I don't either. I don't remember. I um, think it went six. He got six minutes. In a country that hates them. Uh, in three minutes in a country that loves them. So, oh, I love them all right. So, Mr. Mister Napper, 
Thoughts yes. on this? Right, did the right gal go over? I don't think either way you would have missed. Um, I was a little bit shocked that they gave it to Zelina. I will say I will. I do think the right one went over because they've kind of pushed Dewdrop to the moon at this point. Not so much that she's probably going to vie for a championship anytime soon, but like they've been giving her pretty high profile spots on Raw for the last couple of weeks. Like she's gotten a lot of attention. Zelina, not so much. Not on SmackDown. And let's be honest, when she first came back after getting fired and then after her husband gets fired, it wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking good at all. So I am very happy that they gave it to somebody that is... This was the original purpose of these kinds of tournaments, was to give somebody that's not been given the spotlight a spotlight. And so... Yeah, they accomplished that goal. They gave it to Zelina Vega, who has been losing quite often for the last couple weeks, months on SmackDown. Now she's queen. Now we can kind of roll with this and see where it goes. I just hope that we don't go the route of King Corbin and turn her into gigantic joke because she's better than that. Honestly, Corbin was too. But... They turn him into a gigantic joke. I really hope they don't do the same thing to Zelina. They've been doing it a lot with King of the Rings. Hopefully they change that with the women. Well, at least he's happy now. McCarthy, thoughts (laughs) on this? Did the right girl go over? Oh, for sure. I think this is tailor-made for uh, Zelina Vega, especially if you were going to have a face in Xavier Woods when King. It gives us the nice little yin and yang to the king and queens of the wwe right now and yeah they've kind of pushed dewdrop a lot but we really don't know what she can do on the microphone we know what zelina can do the wwe officials know what zelina can do on the microphone and the quickest way to fail as the king of the ring is if you can't talk that that's a big part of it. It always has been, even more so after Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, with his 316 coming to life when he won the King of the Ring. But you look, if if Booker T couldn't talk the way he could talk, would he have had that good of a run as King of the Ring? Probably not. Corbin got annoying and because of the gimmick he was given and it turned into comedy, but he's never been the best promo guy. He's better when he's ruthless and mean, not joking around like he is now or just kind of joking around too as king of the ring but some of the best kings of the rings are the full package look at brock you look at kurt you look at booker t look at i mean god everybody that did something with the gimmick could at least cut a good promo some better than others but most of them that did something with the gimmick can cut a good promo all hell king uh, the Macho King. Macho King. Uh, Two of my favorites. King Harley. Speaking of, since we're talking about how she can talk, since we don't have it on the rundown, what did you think of her promo on Monday? I thought it was a little weird. Mm. I didn't like it. Mm. I get what she was going for, but the whole like changing to Regal and... Oh, I can talk like this. Like, no, please don't. I was gonna say, I, I really hope it. I hope that was just 
just trying something. I, I hope so, too, because it was cringy as hell to me. Well, McCarthy, what do you think? I think it was a little bit cringy. Like, it, it leaned a bit, a little too far into, like, the comedy of it, which I don't think... Like, Xavier Woods being funny, we expect. Felina Vega's always been serious when she's cut. I, I don't need to see some weird tone to her voice or a, a regal tone to her voice, if you will. I want to hear Zelina Vega, as she has always talked, just with a higher authority because she won the queen. I'm calling it the queen of the ring. I don't care what the call But since she's the queen of the queen of the ring, she just needs to be herself. She doesn't could she be funny? Probably, but I don't know. Like if she makes fun of peasants, and that's yeah, funny. that's different. Like that's different. I can see where like they're trying to lean into a little bit William Regal, but a little too much comedy. Just just let her be William Regal. <laughs> she definitely a went a little too full blown Regal. <laughs> like uh, damn, when did she turn British? Next week she'll break out the power of the punch. Um, yes. Xavier Woods was was uh, crowned the king of the ring after defeating Finn Balor. Wrong, I thought the wrong guy won. I do too. I thought the wrong guy won. Finn went from an eyelash, a cat hair, within beating Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, to be loses to the weakest member of the New Day. I don't like it. McCarthy, thoughts? I mean, the right guy won. Xavier Woods may be perceived as the weakest guy of the new, gay, new Day, but he hasn't gotten his shot yet. Finn Balor, like we saw on Monday, can hop into the title picture whenever he wants. He doesn't need the King of the Ring. Like Travis said when we started talking about these, this tournament has always been about getting you to that next level. Not, oh, hey, you used to be a world champion. Let, let's make you King of the Ring. Does it work sometimes? No. King Corbin's a great example of it not working. But this is not a tournament that has ever been designed for someone that's already been to the top of the mountain to get back to the top of the mountain. That's what the Royal Rumbles. He got to the, the top King of, the of the ring for a day and then fell the hell off of it. But he did win the NXT Championship back, and he has been in... He's been in the Universal Championship it, match. It makes, he just got an opportunity to be in the WWE Championship match. It makes no earthly sense. No earthly sense. The only reason he didn't beat Roman Reigns is because John Cena turned heel and snapped the rope. <laughs> it makes no earthly sense that he comes an eyelash with ending the trial chief. If anything, he looked like a more believable than Brock did. Yeah, he really did. And then he did. loses to Xavier Woods, and people say, well, it's the demon. You know, the demon didn't lose yet. Uh, just, no, I, or, I mean, he did. But like, I understand where you're coming from. The reality is, is, and this sucks for Xavier Woods, 